Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I know there's many other people who are looking at their phones a lot more and haven't been cognizant of that. So I sympathize with how that feels. You have to get that phone up to eye level or the laptop or whatever. Good movement. Welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast. And I'm Laura Hyman, the founder of The Lit Method and Movement by Laura. I'm a physical therapist and movement junkie, and I'm so excited to talk to you today about a very special ailment that is spreading globally. It's called the dreaded text neck. Ta-da! It is something I'm asked about daily. And it's also something I witness daily that honestly makes my heart hurt. What is Texnec? Just for those few of you who are not familiar with it. Um, so Texnec is a condition where you are, you look like you are looking down even when you're not. So it's a, it's a term used to describe um, the posture that you assume when you're looking down at a cell phone or a tablet or any other wireless device too frequently and for too long. So of course, this is, I don't have the numbers of how many people have some one of those devices, if not all of them, but it is a, a, a large population, I'm sure well into the billions. And so if you flash back, I've been working in physical therapy for a few decades and you know, we didn't have these kind of devices, say, 20 years ago when I was working originally in physical therapy. People would have neck pain, but it was often due to bad posture, weak core muscles, not kind of holding the torso up as it should. And, and then the neck is the top end of the spinal column. And so definitely I would see it, but it would usually be an age-related thing. You know, over time, you're your head just kind of starts to go forward as your shoulders round more and more. It would follow the, the curvature of the spine. But it was not seen much in the teenage world, in the adolescent world, in the young 20s, in the 30s even. Sometimes with moms, you know, who are caring for their babies and are nursing and holding babies, um, they would report neck. I'd, I definitely had plenty of, of mothers who had neck and shoulder issues. But those were, again, very specific populations. 
it was, and then people that work at a desk had neck problems, but nothing, 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 nothing like what I'm seeing now in the last uh, five years in particular, but even a few years before that. It is rampant. Um, I, I, I talk about it all the time with my daughter who is 16. And it was funny, I was just away um, on a retreat. And when I came back, she said, Mommy, you know, you talk about it and you bug me about it all the time, but I really do realize how much my neck is bothering me and how bad it looks. Because it is, it's really like we've, if you've ever seen that evolutionary chart where we go from quadruped and then we go kind of to hunchback, uh, that's like Australopithecans, which is, you know, the early hominids to uh, the Homo sapiens who who is upright. That's, we are Homo sapiens. And then all of a sudden we're kind of, devolving. We're going backward into the um, earlier hominid period. And it's all because of the way we're looking at our phones 24-7 or our tablets. Um, It's so common. Uh, I see more people now reporting upper back pain related to this um, offsetted position of the neck than ever before. And so first of all, let's just talk about what it looks like, just in case you're not sure. So if you can imagine bending your neck to look down at something, um, that then the tissues around the neck kind of accommodate to that posture. So in other words, the back of your neck gets shorter, especially up by the skull, because that's where you have to lift your chin to look at the um, the print or whatever that you're looking at on on your text uh, on your device, so you're you're rounded your neck forward. It's not elongated. It it's it's like just pushed forward, and then the chin is often up a little bit. So there's all the tissue around that has to hold to accommodate it. And I, I've talked about this before on my podcast with Rachel Braden on Yoga Girls podcast about the idea of this television sitting on the ledge of an apartment building and just imagining that was like the only way it could go down. It couldn't go down the stairway. And there's a rope attached to that television. And and you imagine that television kind of starting to go over how much um, tension is needed on the rope to slow that television down from going over. And the farther down it gets, the heavier it gets, the more tension is needed on the other end where where you're holding the rope. And so imagine those ropes are the neck muscles all the way, and those neck muscles go all the way down to your shoulder blades, your scapula, all the way out to your glenohumeral joint, the ball and socket joint of the shoulder. Um, They go down into your clavicle. So it is not just right up at the skull that gets tight, but all of those muscles tighten to help that heavy head stay where it is like that television so it's not um and they have to do it you know a a majority of the day so there's an incredible amount of resting it's called resting tension because you're not doing anything with your neck but you're it's it's constant resting tension in the neck um, muscles and this causes neck pain and and soreness so it could also lead to upper back pain that that kind of tension can go all the way down into the upper back, past the scapula, in between the scapula, and cause not only discomfort and some nagging pain, but sharp. I've even heard people talk about sharp spasms, like all of a sudden between their shoulder blades. And it is all related 
often, it is all often related to this um, text neck. You can also get a lot of tightness. So then your shoulders are kind of bound and they feel like they're up by your ears because the, the muscles that are, again, trying to control the head going forward and down, they're constantly tight. So then you feel like you're almost trapped in that position. And that's what I see with my daughter. It's like, I'll say, you know, lower your lower your shoulders a little bit, pull, pull your shoulders back, but more importantly, pull your head back. And it's, she almost can't, you know, it's so tight back there. So that's the other issue is that then when you try to, when you finally realize what's happening, when you try and do something about it, restore that normal uh, posture, it, it actually hurts because those muscles have become so tightened that when you pull your head back, they're getting stretched and that feels really uncomfortable. So it's it's a vicious cycle because the, the text neck leads to this kind of chronic postural Im- imbalance of all the muscles around the neck. But when you try and correct it, it, it leads to more discomfort, you know? So it's like your your signals in your brain are saying, well, no, no, that hurts, so go back to your position. So um, what are some of the results of this long-term? Well, for young people, it could actually change the way their cervical vertebra a stack. So the vertebra are, there's seven of them in the cervical spine region, they're not very large. They're not made for weight bearing compared to the lumbar vertebra, which are denser and heavier and are made for bearing the weight of the torso down into the pelvis and receiving the energy up from the legs. Um, so they're they're very hardy. The neck cervical vertebra, the cervical vertebra um, are not. They're thinner. They're made for being mobile so that you can move your head around because that's what we need to do. We need to be able to see where we're going. We're extremely visual creatures. So those vertebrae are thin and the vertebrae stack on top of each other by linking up through these little um, mounds called facet joints. So if you can imagine kind of like a kind of a um, little shape that has on the outer edges, like imagine a square, it's not a square, but just imagine a square and on the four corners, there are these little bumps and then you line up with another square underneath with those little bumps, you know, so it's like a stacking if you've ever seen stacking blocks or something, so that they line up and those are called facet joints. And those facet joints are very important for dispersing force. And when you are in this text neck position, the facet joints are not lined up as well. Why is this important? Because long range, long range, over time periods, those the movement at the facet joints when they're not lined up can actually make them, I'm trying to talk like non-medical talk uh, or as much as possible, they can shear. So that shearing can actually wear down the bone and lead to early uh, um, arthritis. That's what arthritis is, is basically poor mechanics done over and over again that leads to the bone on top of bone. So that is not good, right? So it can lead to that kind of uh, early onset of arthritis of the neck. That's one issue. It can also lead to a lot of decreased flow, flow of energy, flow of chi, flow of blood, uh, because within fascia, you have blood vessels. And when the fascia gets bound, it's almost like I call it the spackle of your your, um, architecture, right? So you have spackle in there along 
the, um, underneath the skull. And that spackling, the, the collection of fascia, the connective tissue, imagine spackling when it gets dried up. It's, um, it's not mobile. It's, and that's what happens. It gets very dried up and it, uh, it can thicken. Literally, it can thicken to kind of accommodate again this forward weight of the head. Now that takes a while for it to happen. So don't worry, it's not going to, but that these are long-term. This is why, hey, this is, you need to do something about it now. Even if it's uncomfortable to start to open up the back neck muscles to realign your text neck, you need to do it because that spackle in the back of your neck leading down all the way into the lower part of the cervical um, spine can lead to kind of these thick nodular, I mean, it looks like a little fat pad is back there and it's actually tissue that's trying to give you more um, support. So it's like you needed to add more spackling. Okay, we're going to call in the equipment crew that will provide more structural support. So it can also lead to, so the second thing it can lead to besides that early onset arthritis is a lot of connective tissue dysfunction, right? So connective tissue needs to be mobile. It needs to it needs to breathe. It needs to have um, flow. It, it relies on movement to stay fluid. And connective tissue has hydro, um, water molecules in it. It needs movement to maintain the water molecules so it doesn't dry up. So you can le- it can lead to this chronic state of connective tissue. Um, deformation is what we say in the PT world. And that's like a thickening. It can actually feel thicker. That again will take a while, but if you feel any of that happening, start, you know, you can like do a big U-turn here. I mean, I'm going to tell you how in a minute, but I just want to kind of give you the reason why it's, why you're feeling all this stuff is there's a reason you're feeling sore, where you're feeling like you might have a headache, where you're feeling you have chronic tension in your neck, where you're feeling maybe even strain in in other parts of, of of the neck. Okay, so what... What are the other symptoms that you might feel besides like neck discomfort, right? I mean, so any of these symptoms you want to look out for. You can actually have symptoms down into your arm. Um, That's called a radiculopathy, cervical radiculopathy. And so that's, you have within the cervical spine. So imagine again that they're not quite square, but imagine in between the squares that are stacked on top of each other, uh, there's your spinal column and your spinal cord and the out for coming out from this cord like to kind of telephone electric wires are nerves that go and innervate different parts of the body and so they go and innervate the arms and they give this is for sensory and for motor function meaning they're giving the energetic requirements to move and to feel so when those are blocked in any way, you will feel numbness that because you're not getting those sensations. So you'll feel numbness. You might feel tingling. That is a very classic radiculopathy symptom. And that is when you have it in your arm, it's not because of your arm. It's coming from your neck. It comes down from the neck and then it also crosses over into the chest wall near the armpit into the shoulder. So all of that tightness from that forward head, that tex neck can cause these nerve um, impingements. You can also get weakness because it, there's motor nerves as well that fire. And if they are being compromised, you won't, you won't be able to 
hold, you know, grip something as well or lift something as well or feel it into your arm in, in different ways. So if you have any of these kind of nerve-like pains, you need to figure out if it's coming from the neck. Like I also said, you have the, you can also have some spasms because spasms happen after your, your body's kind of refusing to do the work that it's not really meant to do. So holding your neck like a television um, all the time when you're looking down, it's not meant to do that. Those muscles are not meant to. So they'll start to spasm as a, as a kind of revolt. So now that you have an idea of why Tex neck is not a good thing, how can we treat it and prevent it? I'm um, knowing that so many people are already kind of heading in that direction. Let's start first with just prevention. Prevention is is so important. This is what I preach about to my daughter all the time is hold your cell phone at your eye level as much as possible. And same with your laptop. If you can find your position where your laptop is at eye level. So your laptop screen needs to be at eye level. That doesn't mean that you've lifted it up a little bit from the table, but you're still looking down. You need to get that thing way up. All right. And then, um, then you can figure out how you're going to work with the typing and stuff like that. If you can get a separate, even keyboard, which I've had people do, you know, they have wireless keyboards. You can have your laptop and have a separate keyboard so that you don't have to worry about um, getting your elbows super bent and then having another set of issues like carpal tunnel. So uh, we're not meant to be on the computer that long. Clearly, it's really it's really congestive for our whole body. But get your device at eye level. These are the preventative things. The other preventive thing is, um, this is kind of like, duh, but don't be on it so much. <laughs> it sounds, I mean, I have to think about this too. I you really have noticed in myself, here's my confession. I didn't used to be on my phone much at all. Say three or four years ago, I would do like the, the basic texting or calling. And I have a business, so I, I do, ha- I have to have it with me, but I don't have to have it with me 24-7. I'm not an emergency room doctor. I, I run a yoga studio and and some other stuff. So I, I would turn it off and have lots of frequent breaks or I'd leave it behind and I'm taking a walk or doing something. And I definitely have it on me a lot more now for a variety of reasons. And so I have to remind myself, like put it away because I'm not always good either about bringing it up at eye level. I try hard, um, but I've noticed on the days that I'm on it, like I flew um, from Greece to Canada. It was a 10-hour flight. They didn't have screens, um, so I had downloaded a lot of Netflix stuff. It was so delicious because I never get to watch anything for that long, I never, nor do I want to. I, I would never, never want to sit there and watch a seven hours of Netflix. But on a plane, I got up and I even got up a lot and had it with me and was watching. And it was actually only when I was standing that I put the phone at my eye level because I was standing and I was like doing little squats and stuff. And I thought, I'm not, that was a more dramatic look down. But even when I was sitting, I should have had it at my eye level. It just was uncomfortable to figure out how to do that. And so the point is, that was a really compressed time where I was looking down more than I ever do. And I felt it for a few days. I really had to work that out. So I know there's many other people who are looking at their phones a lot more and haven't been cognizant of that. So I sympathize with how that feels. You have to get that phone up to eye level or the laptop or whatever. 
And then you have to take breaks from it. So for me doing seven hours straight, I got an idea of what it's like for people who work in this industry where they have to look at technology that long. I never look at technology that long. It's not what my industry is, but I know there's some of you that have to. And you have to take breaks, not only for your neck, but for your eyes. So set an alarm, do something that makes you get up every 20 to 30 minutes um, and, and helps you like, whoa, become aware of the fact that you were maybe in not the best position if you were. If you work at an office, take the time to set your screen up so that you are not doing the downward action of a tech snack. And uh, make sure everyone in your office knows, spread the gospel about that. Tell your employer if, if um, you are employed by somebody else, how important it is for productivity, for the brain. The brain does not function well looking at a screen for long periods of time. It's, it's like set up to be very, very distracting for us. And um, that'll be on another episode because I'm really into understanding neurology and the brain. But just know that um, it's better for productivity to get up and get off of the computer every 20 to 30 minutes. And it's better for your posture as well. So tell your boss that if you need to. And if you're the boss, tell your employees that. They'll love you for it. So the bottom line is that you really need to not have your head bent forward and down for long periods during the day. If you can spend more time being mindful of your posture and go to a wall. I have stuff like this on my Instagram page. Go to a wall. Use the wall for feedback. Don't think about pushing your chin into your throat like a double chin, but more think about elongating your 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 cervical spine. So making your the the tissues of the neck longer and back, stretching them out, pulling in your core. Your core will give you so and your core if you're new to me and haven't heard me talk about it, is everything that surrounds the outer shoulders, the shoulder girdle, the rib cage, the pelvis, and the pelvic bowl. So it's it's everything but your limbs. And your neck is now really becoming part of your core. It really needs, because we really need to pay attention to it. So the front of your throat, you need to pull it back in space, just like you pull the lower belly back towards the spine, um, to keep that neutral pelvis and keep activation, you have to do the same in the cervical spine. If you're stronger in your core, you're going to naturally give your neck more support. If your neck comes out of alignment, here's something else I've seen so much more in the last two or three years. Your neck influences the rest of your spine and it influences your core. Because if your neck is out of alignment, your pelvis usually has to tip to kind of counterbalance that. When it your pelvis tips, you're turning off a lot of those deep core muscles of the front body, the anterior core, and you're turning off your glutes, your big core muscles in the in the back. So you're just becoming this big mush ball of energy that is reflected all the way down your spine and then all the way back up into the cervical spine. So get your core strong. I have tons of exercises for that on um, all of my different kind of things that I'm on online. So check those out. You, If you're in the position where you already have a lot of uh, tissue tightness and that kind of thickening that's happened, you need to probably go and get some manual therapy. Look for myofascial people. Rolfers, R-O-L-F, 
Rolfing, uh, they all know a lot about myofascial. That is their thing. Ida Rolf was the, the pioneer of myofascial work. Um, anybody that studied with John Barnes is also going to know a tremendous amount about bio- myofascial. So if you Google myofascial, look for those two in particular and find somebody to help uh, work on your neck. It is so important to get the myofascial released and open and mobile. And so it can get hydrated and then you can start uh, moving your neck back into its better optimal position. But once it's got that stuckness back there, it's really hard to even align yourself. So get that work done, uh, work on your posture and, and write me if you have any questions. I want to see photos of you with your phone in front of your eyes. I think we should just start this like global trend of of doing that so that everybody is walking around. Well, first of all, everybody should not be walking around looking at their cell phone, period. So let's just stop doing that. I that's a whole other conversation, but why is everyone looking down and walking? It's it's um it's a against our instincts. We we need to look up and look out. It's so I'm sure there's a lot of things that are happening on our sympathetic nervous system by looking down while we're walking because it's so counterintuitive and it's also bad for us. It's it's very antisocial and it's horrible for your neck. So stop looking at your phone while you're walking and moving. And then when you're looking at your phone, like if you're sitting or standing, look at it and hold it up and and be proud and take a picture and, and send it to me so we can get like this whole collage And this movement started of proper mechanics of looking at your phone. I could talk a lot about TextNeck. I'll probably do it again. But now I think you might have a better idea of what it is, why it's not a good idea to um, just kind of let it develop, and what you can do about it. Be proactive. Be part of the movement to stand tall, feel good, and be a better person inside and out. I'm sending love to you and signing off. Go and move. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.